0: Our second lesson this morning is from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Listen now for the Word of God. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Follow me. When we were with Simon Peter two weeks ago, he and Andrew, James and John, had left everything to follow Jesus. This was either an amazing display of faith or a clear fit of fancy. Who was this man who could say, follow me, and grown men did? Peter and Andrew, James and John, don't ask Jesus' credentials or which seminary he attended. They don't do a background check. There is something about Jesus that just makes people stop and listen And when he speaks, crowds flock to him. His wisdom amazes and bewilders the masses. Simon knows from his first fishing trip with Jesus that this man is extraordinary. Jesus is different. And as the disciples follow him, things get tough. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus preaches and teaches and heals. He is inundated with crowds of people, some of whom like what he says, some who like hanging around him because they get free meals, some who absolutely despise him. In fact, just before today's text in Matthew 16 Jesus says to his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Beware of the yeast. Beware of the, they finally understood it, beware of the teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Be hyper suspicious, Jesus warns them. And while the crowds follow Jesus, most Jewish religious leaders despise him and are devising ways to get rid of, of this rebel. These threats do not keep Jesus from pe- continuing to preach and teach and heal. But there are times when he just needs to get away from the crowds. All of us need time away, time to regroup, time to reflect, time to focus, time to rest. Pastor Kate is away today and our prayer is that this time will be a time of replenishment and refreshment for her. I'm sure that it doesn't hurt that Carolina beat NC State yesterday. I'm sure that that's replenishing her soul quite a bit. When we were last studying the Apostle Peter we were on the Sea of Galilee and in Matthew 16 we pick up the story today where Jesus withdraws with his disciples about 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Tiberias, to the area of Caesarea Philippi. And this is near the mouth of the Jordan River. It's right at the southern base of the 9,200-foot-high Mount Hermon, and Jesus needs to withdraw to the mountains. For a boy that was born in Waynesboro at the western base of the 2,400-foot-high Afton Mountain, I know how my heart skips a beat when I'm coming up from Richmond on 64 and I look ahead and I see those Blue Ridge Mountains. It just just warms my heart. Not that I don't love Richmond, but it is a joy to be in the in those mountains and that's where Jesus and the disciples go on a retreat. And in the quiet of that space with crowds without the crowds pressing in or religious leaders questioning Jesus asks his friends, who do people say that the Son of Man is? He refers to himself as the Son of Man several times. The disciples are familiar with this, but he wants to know, up until now, Jesus has not asked, but this is it. What are the people saying about me? Some say you are John the Baptist, others say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. The crowds really don't see Jesus as the Messiah. They see him as a forerunner of the anointed one, someone who is preceding the arrival of the Messiah. Have you ever been guilty of looking past someone when you are talking with them? What does that person do? If if I'm talking to someone, Andrew, if I'm talking to you and I talk past you and look towards the door, Henry already looked towards the door. You just will turn around and you'll look. So sometimes when you're talking to somebody, you look past them and they're going to turn around and try to see what it is that's distracting. Thanks, Andrew, you did. All right. The people are looking past Jesus and they're failing to look at him. Who do people say I am? The answers from the disciples confirm that the crowds are looking past Jesus, the Nazareth carpenter, looking for another to be the Christ, the Messiah. And then Jesus turns to the twelve and he says, how about you? Who do you say I am? I imagine that a hush fell over this group. And in our day, you might say you could have heard a pin drop. Okay, here's the pen. Listen. Choir, did you hear it? Oh, yeah, come on. You're supposed to say, no, we couldn't hear that at all. It makes us wonder, what if Jesus asked this question of you and me? Who do you say I am? Imagine, if you will, that we have invited Jesus over for grilled burgers, hot dogs, baked beans, chips and dip. And we're talking with him, thrilled that he is in our backyard with our friends and our family. And then Jesus puts down his fork, takes a sip of sweet tea with lemon and asks, who do people say I am? And a hush falls over the gathering. One of us replies, some say you are a good man. Others say you are a great prophet. Others say you are a rabbi. And before you can take another bite, Jesus looks straight in your eye and says, who do you say I am? Will we pass off the question? Judy, it's your turn to answer Jesus. No, I distinctly remember answering the last question that he had. Fred, you you answer him. Sometimes I am convinced that we as Christians hesitate when we are asked to confess who Jesus is. It was the summer of 1989 and the Tinkling Spring Presbyterian Church where Laura and I were serving in Augusta County paid for three of us, two youth and me, to become part of an 18-member team on a Presbyterian medical mission to Zambia, Africa. Nine youth and nine adults had gathered together and we went to paint the surgery wing to lift an 800 pound operating table into the hospital to completely renovate the pharmacy and to build a pump house for the hospital in the village of Mwandi, located on the Zambezi River about 150 miles west of Livingston and Victoria Falls. On Sunday mornings, we worshiped with the United Church of Zambia, which was the Presbyterians and the Methodists and the Lutherans all together in a united church. And there there was standing room only in this building. The choir was directed by a young adult and the only people who could sing in the choir were those that were under 23 years of age. So that would exclude everyone in our choir because all of you are 29. <laughs> right? Good. Okay. So we're there, and they prepared a special song for the 18 visitors. Not in Lozi, their native tongue, but in English. These young adults and youth prepared this song. They were giving witness to their sincere faith in Jesus the Christ. And the only accompaniment was a drum and two license plates that they had crimped around the edge after putting beans in between them so that they could make the sound sort of like a maraca. And the three-part harmony, which was part of the tradition in that area of Zambia, was absolutely gorgeous. So I bought this drum while I was there. And um, I know that coming back to the Tinkling Spring Church, it was probably the first time in its 270-year history that it had ever had a drum played in the church. But I got there, and I had learned how to change the pitch on the drum by pushing on the head. So... So these kids got together and sang... Jesus is risen. Amen. Alleluia. 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 While we were there, we got to go and visit with the chief of the tribe, the Lozi tribe. We went to his palace, which was out of thatched walls and thatched roof, and we sat on these grass mats in a torch-lit ground around the royal palace. And though it's been 35 years since that trip, I will never forget that night. After sharing many pleasantries and gifts that we had brought, including Reese's peanut butter cups from the Hershey plant and Stuart's draft, I mean, it was just all these things we brought. He introduced his three wives and his four children. Senior Chief Inyambo Yeta looked straight at us and asked, Why have you come to my village? Someone said, To build a pump house. Someone else said, To paint the surgery wing. And the chief pressed further Is that, is that why you came? One of the adults said, we came to meet your people and to celebrate the bond we share. I shook my head, yes, that sounded like a great answer. So that is why you came, Chief Yatta asked. Finally, one of our high school youth said, we came because we love Jesus Christ. And he has called us to care for all of God's children throughout the world. And the chief went, ah, I see. And he just started laughing and he said, that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. Some of us, primarily the adults, were still hung up on the fact that we were in the presence of a Christian polygamist, someone who had three wives. How dare he? This is impossible. How are we going to explain this when we go back to Augusta County with the young people in there? (gasps) There were a lot of Pharisee and Sadducee-type whisperings among the nine adults. The Presbyterian missionary physician with whom we were working had no difficulty believing that Chief Inyambo Yeta was a dedicated believer, a committed Christian, who passionately pushed us to profess that Jesus Christ was the reason that we were called to go half a world away to do work, and serve others. Jesus says to his disciples and to us, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And guess who speaks up? Simon Peter. Matthew 16 includes both names. One commentator said this was the great moment in Peter's life. He became truly Peter, the man of rock. He confesses his faith as he answers Jesus' question. Peter says you are the Christ. The son of the living God. Everything about the way that he says it in the Greek is emphatic. There is absolutely no doubt about what Peter believes. In the south we might say Peter was busting at the seams to give testimony to Jesus. The Christ, the Messiah, the focus of all God's promises and all Israel's hopes, everything for which the people of God had been waiting is embodied in this man, Jesus. And to call him son of the living God affirms Jesus' unique relationship with God, the creator, the living, omnipotent God, not an idol or an illusion, but God, God's self. Is that, is that who Jesus is to you? Is he Christ to you? John Calvin, the father of Presbyterianism, once said, many things have the appearance of excellence, but knowing Christ surpasses everything. Does knowing Christ hold the highest priority in our lives? St. Augustine, an early church father, said, Christ is not valued at all unless he is valued above all. Second pres members and guests, we confess Jesus as the Christ in the midst of a community, a community gathered here in downtown, a community worshiping with us online and throughout the world, wherever the broadcast is. We are not alone. In fact, Jesus tells Peter that his confession is not something that Peter drew out of thin air. It is a confession put on his lips by Almighty God. And Jesus announces that the church will be built upon this leader and upon this confession. Did we hear that? It is not Kate Fiedler or Hannah Garrity or Alec Evans or Ben Sparks or Al Wynn or Moses Hogue who built the church. Moses Drury Hogue was pastor of the church for two months shy of 54 years. Did he build Second Pres? No. The church is built upon people like Peter, like you, people who are willing to be channels for God's love to flow out from 5th and Main to downtown Richmond and surrounding counties and the Commonwealth of Virginia and the remarkable nation in this beautiful world. And Peter's willingness leads to his receiving the keys of the kingdom. Jesus says that whatever Peter says no to on earth will be a firm no in heaven, and whatever he says yes to on earth will be a yes in heaven. However, as German theologian Reinhold Niebuhr once said, it is not wise to speculate about the furniture of heaven or the temperature of hell. We do not judge one another But we stand strong for Christ in the face of injustice or cruelty or disrespect or rudeness or the many isms that divide us, as Hannah noted in this week's midweek email. In Christ's name, we can say yes to love and no to hate. We can say yes to grace and no to judginess. I know that's not a word, but judginess should be in the dictionary. We can say yes to safe schools and no to horrendous slaughter of innocent little ones and their teachers. We can say yes to parity between the races and no to blatant and barefaced racism. Can you tell that Laura and I went to see To Kill a Mockingbird this week at the Altria Theater? Back to the text. I am grateful for Peter. The other disciples probably thought it, but Peter was the first to confess Jesus as the Christ. And his confession brought with it great responsibility. Our confession does too. When we confess Jesus as the Christ, we better be ready. Ready to clothe the naked and house the homeless and feed the hungry and visit the prisoner. Confessing Christ requires us to be ready to serve in unanticipated ways. An argument arose one day with a pastor at a Bible study. A man stood to his feet and he said, I do not like what I see about Christianity. All it does is demand that people give and give and give. And the pastor paused for a moment and then she said, My friend, that is the most remarkable definition of Christianity I've ever heard. Jesus asks, who do you say I am? Remember, he has built the church on the very foundation of those like you and me who confess that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let us pray. We pray for saints we know not, for saints still yet to be, for grace to bear true witness and serve you faithfully, till all the vast number who stand before the throne ascribe all power and glory and praise to God alone. Amen.